Hey there, Kimberly Olson here, also known as the Gold Digger Girl. I'm a number one international best-selling author, multiple seven-figure earner, social media marketing expert, mompreneur mogul, and branding ninja. I'm on a mission to inspire you to get lit in your business, set your soul on fire, and teach you how to build your empire. Join us as we dive into action-oriented strategies that are going to allow you to scale your online business and create simple systems that duplicate. Let's get started. Olson here, also known as the Gold Digger Girl. Welcome back for another episode. Today, I have the honor of interviewing one of my new friends that I've met online, Shar Moore. And she, as I like to call her, she's a legend in our industry. She's done so much great work already, and she is just getting started. So to begin, since you may be new to some of the ladies in my audience, Shar, do you mind introducing yourself and telling everyone a little bit about your background and how you became an entrepreneur? Yes, thank you so much for having me, Kimberly. It's great to be here. I love your work. Uh, so look, I've I've been in business nearly 20 years and I guess my driving force for everything I've done predominantly, I've been in the female uh, women's empowerment space. And that drive comes from my childhood. So being Indian, I was engaged at the age of 11 to 15 and I grew up in Australia in the country and so I guess having that restricted childhood and being told and all, look, a lot of us have different situations in life where people place labels on us. And I was labeled as that Indian girl. I was, I was told that's all I was. I was just an Indian girl. That was a big one. And I didn't have a voice and I wasn't allowed to share who I was because culturally the girls do as they're told. And it was organized by the hierarchy in my family for me to be betrothed to a man and get married at 16. And so when my beautiful Australian stepfather found out about this situation at 15 and a half, he asked me the most pivotal question of my entire life. And that was, is this what you want? Wow. No one had ever, yeah, no one had ever asked me my opinion before. So as you can imagine, like at 15 and a half, we're still vulnerable, we're still young, but I had to grow up. And like with the click of the fingers, I became a woman and I needed to say no because I felt inside of me, Kimberly, that there was so much more of me to give the world. And I felt like I did have a voice and I felt like I could be a leader and walk, walk alongside other people in this world. I felt I was of equal value, even though I didn't finish school. And so it led me on this whole path of, and don't get me wrong, I played victim a lot during my later teens and 20s, because when you're starved of oxygen, the first thing you do when you come out of underwater, for example, is you take a big breath. Yep. When I was starved of attention and anyone to listen to me or ask me, I felt like I came out of that and I just wanted to share how it made me feel during that situation. And so I, I felt like I took this big breath and I just started to talk and share, but I was in victim mode. I wanted attention. I wanted someone to notice me and my pain and feel sorry for me. But then I realized in my later 20s, wow, it was so exhausting for me, but it was so exhausting for the people around me. And I realized there weren't many left. Then I thought, what if I could go victim to victorious? What if I could use my story, my journey? What if it didn't happen to me? What if it happened for me? And it made me the woman I am today. And I, I often reflect back and not that I would wish those five years on anyone. It was horrendous. 
what happened and that's for another time. But it's now allowed me to be the woman I am in my early 50s. In the last 20 years, I've grown a very successful media agency here in Australia. I've shone the light on so many exceptional women and men that have had their voice taken from them, that have exceptional teachings and thought leadership. I've created, taken magazines to, to print, successfully nationally distributed in airport lounges and hotels because I wanted their voices and their stories to be read by more people because I wanted them to shine like I wanted to be shining as a child. And it's ironic that I do what I do now with TV talk show with the girlfriend now, that impact book we're launching in New York, you know, even having conversations with people, I pinch myself that I'm talking to exceptional leaders around the world to be one of the hundred in this book. Like I sit back and I go, me, really? This little Indian girl that grew up on a farm and was told she has nothing important to say. So that's a, a kind of quick story of how I got to hear. Oh, in telling you, you're just amazing. So how, okay. So when you were a teenager, preteen teenager, how, how did that happen where you knew there was more for you? Did you, was there anyone around you that you saw that you said, Hmm, looks different. like how, because I feel like a lot of our conditioning does come from our environment, but we also need a bit of a roadmap to know that there's something else. So how did you know? Like, it sounds like you really knew there was something different about you. Yeah, look, I felt like part of it was this inner knowing, which I now know I'm highly intuitive now. And, you know, for 10 years, I, I was a business mentor and I would say things to my clients that I had no idea, like it was so left field. And I'm like, they're going to laugh if I say this, but I learned to trust that. And I realized now as a child, I was also highly intuitive, but I wasn't given a, an outlet. So I, there was this, it was like this voice, this little, littler girl inside of me going, there's more for you. There's more for you, Shah. And my Australian, my stepfather, who was Australian, who's passed away many years ago now, he was my best friend. He saw me, Kimberly. He saw me. He would say things to me like, and he didn't know about the situation, but he would constantly lift me up and say, there is nothing you can't do in this world. He used to nickname me Puss because like a cat, I would sit wide-eyed, quietly, not saying a word and just looking around at life passing me by but I knew inside none of those things I was looking at were available to me because I was betrothed I was spoken mm -hmm. for and I would look at my friends and hear them not that I had many but the few that I had I would see them and they'd say on a Monday I we did this on the weekend and we did that on the weekend and and I would look back and go wow if I was able to choose I could do that I could do that. So I saw that they were role models, even though they never said to me, Shah, you need to come with us and Shah, you need, you're as good as, no. But I thought, what if my situation wasn't what I was going through? I could do that. I trained as a gymnast, but I was, I was the best in my class, but I was never allowed to perform because boys would be able to see me then and I was spoken for and that's not ladylike. Wow. That is unbelievable. I mean, it's, but it's so inspiring to me, you know, and I think that's because you've worked really hard for two decades. And like I said, you're just getting started and you've gone for big things that didn't seem probable. And I, I'm guessing it's because of that. 
because there's this passion, there's this fire. Like we go through these things. And like you said, it's not happening to us. It's happening for us. And you've been drawn to the women's empowerment, you know, niche, I guess you could call it. What, what have you noticed over the last two decades with that? Cause I, whenever I first start working with somebody, well, often they'll be, they'll say, well, I want to help women feel empowered because they want to feel empowered. Right. And I'll say to them, but we need to get a little more specific. Like, what are we actually doing here? So what have you noticed in the, the women's empowerment movement, I guess, over the last two decades? And what have you loved about being like a, a leader in that? Great question, Kimberly. And I, I think what I've really noticed is women in the last two decades, I've been in business. So I, I ran and opened my own spa in the Middle East when we lived there for four years, wow. again, serving women and, and, you know, giving them this amazing experience. When we first got back to Australia 13 years ago, I became a personal stylist and I had a fashion boutique again, helping women, mums who had lost their way in their style find their way back into the workforce, looking how they were now. I've always wanted to help women be more. And I've noticed that women are getting better, although it be slowly, they are getting better at asking for help. And one of the things I'm finding is vulnerability is actually bloody sexy. I've got to oh, say, you know, love oh, that, that mm-hmm. needs to go on a t-shirt. Like it that does. is... <laughs> it's it's so important that we are vulnerable as leaders and I look back through my own journey and there's been times where the wheels have fallen off my life I've sat in the corner I've thrown all the toys out of my pram and I'm like that's it right and I've got on my soapbox and I've shared something they are the posts they are the videos that have absolutely gotten the best response and I think women are starting to get better at showing up even if it's not a good day and sharing that. And that's what I feel, you know, if you're listening to this, don't just show up on the day that your hair is great. Show up on the day that it's in a three-day-old messy bun and you've got to touch a lipstick on because I believe I've seen, especially Kimberly, during the last few years, during this pandemic, which none of us would have ever thought we would live through, There is an absolute call for authentic leadership to come to the surface. We are sick of being tripwired and and click funneled and, you know, we're we're tired of going, jumping through the hoops. Facebook, as you call it. Correct. And Facebook and social media, we're over it. And the pandemic brought the world together. It made us one. And when you show up as you and bring your gifts to the forefront and say, well, this is me. Like I've been told, even with that impact book we're putting together for for New York 2024, 100 people I've been laughed at on phone calls. You will not pull this off. That is far too big a project for you to put together. Who do you think you are? And I, I know I'm standing there. I've seen it at Times Square and I'm, I'm standing shoulder to shoulder with every person I've hand selected from around the world. Our books on the billboards, we've got a press conference. It's happened in my heart and in my head. And I'm seeing people more share <clears throat> big, hairy, audacious goals on social media. And I love to jump on those posts, whether I know them or not. And I'm going, you go, girlfriend, you go, boyfriend, you stand in your power. And I'm noticing more men stepping up too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's interesting that, you know, we're talking about women's empowerment and we're, you know, huge advocates of that. And it isn't women or men, it's empowerment. Feeling powerful, standing in your power. Power isn't 
bad thing. You know, being empowered just means that you're stepping into your power and we all have power. We all have greatness. We all have these beautiful dreams and hopes and desires. And that's all that is. And, you know, we might say women's empowerment because, you know, it's, it's something we have in common because we're a woman, right? I have, we call them gold digger dudes, (laughs) you know, and they'll come in and hang out with all the girls. And it's, it's not about that. It's about empowerment. It's about inspiration. It's about, like you said, who, what are are the conversations that we're having about being a thought leader and making a difference? So I love that you mentioned that. So when you work with people and because I know you do so many different things, how have you been able to overcome the setbacks and challenges? You've had major, like you, the odds were stacked against you to start with. But then, you know, you, like you said, you you observed and noticed your behavior and you said, okay, what if I did this? And you shifted, right? The last 20 years. What do you do when there are real setbacks and you just want to get in the corner and cry? How do you overcome challenges? Because I don't think that it's always up and up. And I think there's ups and downs. So how do you, like, what's your mindset? How are you making yourself just resilient? Because it's awesome. Great question. Great question. Look, I've had many 2am in the bathroom with boxes of Kleenex tissues. I think like every entrepreneur, it's a roller coaster journey. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've all made Kleenex very rich uh, and, and that's okay. And it's important because when you are on the bathroom floor at 2am, I remember when I went, I wrote my first book from broke to BMW in 18 months. I was facing bankruptcy after some devastating floods that I had when I had my retail shops. And I lay on the bathroom floor and I was three weeks away from deciding whether to declare bankrupt. And the can you imagine the crescendo of traditional Indian voices that rang in my head and some oh. very loud? Who were you to think you could do a business? You are just an Indian girl. You should have just got married. That went on and on. And I lay there on the cold tiles. And what got me up? And it still brings me emotion because it's my deep why. And friends, if your why isn't bigger than your fear, it's not your why. My why has always and will always be helping underprivileged girls in Asia have their freedom. I'm a proud ambassador for Destiny Rescue. They're a large international organisation that rescue children, majority of them are girls as young as five, out of concrete rooms from sex slavery. Some of these girls are visited by hundreds of men a day. And as I lay there, I slapped myself not physically, but emotionally, and said, how dare you? You live a privileged life. If you lay here, another girl will go into another concrete room because you aren't raising awareness and you're not raising funds to go rescue her. It's around $1,500 US to rescue a child and then they get put into rehabilitation and they get a chance to have their future rescued. So if your why doesn't move you to your core and pick you up off the floor, then I need you and I implore you and beg you to go find a bigger why. My first magazine publication was called Why Mag and we ran that for five years and I constantly searched for people to tell me their why and I would profile them in our nationally 
printed magazine because I felt what if we started the conversation with why, like Simon Sinek so beautifully says, everything starts with why, not what, not how, not when, that comes later. Share your why, that's what picks you up. That's what still drives me till today. Proceeds of that impact book are going to Destiny Rescue. We have a goal to raise enough to save 1,000 girls from that book. Oh, that makes me so happy. You guys, and you know, with all the fundraisers we do, I would love to support Destiny Rescue. We'll put a link below to you guys. So please. um, Thank you. Oh, it just gets me. Um, What about when you, because you just said about how you, you called yourself up to say, you know, I need to get out there to make a difference. What about those that they just feel a bit paralyzed to be vulnerable and be authentic. And we, we talked about this on your podcast and y'all please go, go check out Shar's podcast. We'll put all your links below too. We touched on this and you asked me, but I would love to hear from you. What do you say to people or what would you say to those listening or watching? What do they do? If they do, they like, they're moved by your story, but they're like, they feel paralyzed and they feel like, what will people think? And my husband and and, and, they, and they're just stuck. What would you say to them? Look, I would say, look, and I know that's not easy and I've been there and I've worried about, you know, we can often think about, oh, if I post this, it's so real and authentic and, and I'm so vulnerable that what if Uncle Bob reads it or what if cousin Johnny reads it or right, my cousin Letitia or right. And we can have all of these voices and they turn into the loudest voices and then we delete And I would encourage you to, if it's truth for you, and if you know that someone needs this, I want to say to you that, darling girl, darling boy, you are someone's medicine. And they need your kind of medicine only. No one else's medicine. My medicine won't do. Kimberly's medicine won't do. It's your medicine. And if you don't share it, they will remain sick. They Mm. will remain stuck. And so you need to share it for that one person. And even when I speak on stages and I speak all over the world and I've spoken in front of thousands, I only turn up for one person. And I say that at the end of my talk, I've come here today all the way from Australia. I've spoken on cruise ships. It's one of their key speakers for a number of years. I'm only in the middle of the ocean today for one person, right? (laughs) And I have a line of people at the end of the talk who say, I'm the one you turned up here for. Correct. So do it for one person. Don't do it for humanity as a as a whole. However, I might add as a PS, you will shift humanity with that post or that talk. But do it for one person. Take the pressure off yourself. Don't make it about everyone. Show up for one person. Today, I've shown up one person listening to this podcast will learn something and maybe you'll reach out to me on socials and tell me that you were my one. But I'm only here for one of you. Oh, I can see that. like hashtag just one and you know at the end of the day and you can start your day off this way and say whose life am I going to change today but at the end of the day you can just say I did good today and you don't even you can let go of the outcome you don't you don't need the message you don't need them to stand there you just you take that action and you'll make the difference by doing that and then they do they will come later if not right away and say hey that post you did or that live you did or you just being you, it inspired me to do X, Y, Z. 
I can't even tell you. And you know, cause you've lived it. It literally, it's like when you have children, you're just like, what, did, what was the meaning before this? Like these children have made my life so beautiful. It's kind of like that with your business and it, the money comes too. the, the, because a lot of my audience, you know, they want to make money and they're struggling some of them. Right. And oh, where's my money? If you actually start focusing on just one, you'll actually start making more money than you've ever made before. Would you agree with that? Oh my goodness. That, that is, that is so on point. When we chase money, it runs faster than what we want. When we chase, right. When we chase giving and supporting and change yeah. and helping because we are human beings, we're meant to help and serve. When we go into servant leadership, my goodness, the pressure comes off that sales call because you're not selling to pay an electricity bill that might be staring on in your, on your desk. Don't put it in front of you. Put it in a, an abundant folder and just look at it once a week when it's time to pay the bills. But focus on helping one person. And, and I have to share a story really quick because I've known a lady uh, who's been in my world for about 12 years. We have spoken briefly a couple of times at events, but I don't know her, know her. And she gets all of our emails. And the other day we had a conversation and she finally emailed me back and said, Shah, I'm ready. I want to be in that impact book you're launching in New York. I've followed you for 12 years and I'm finally ready. And I've been waiting for an opportunity to work with you now. Can you imagine when I first put the posts out in the first few months and so on, and I went, oh, no one's, no one's biting. No one's, no one's coming into my world. No one's buying what I'm putting out. If I'd stopped, she wouldn't have had the opportunity to now stand next to me in New York and all of us, right? So do not give up. Do not. People are watching. Not everyone comments. Not everyone likes. Not everyone's going to engage. Not everyone is extroverted. I'm an introvert that I've had to become extroverted because I know that if I don't shine the light on me, how can I bring others with me into the light? I can't oh, do that. Beautiful. I love that analogy like that because I think some people are afraid of bragging right or look at me it's like no I need to shine the light on me so that way I can bring you into the light oh that's such a beautiful visual I want you guys to just remember that and just resonate with that it's just I love that so I'm obsessed with you as you know and I know my people are going to be as well where where do you love to hang out where's if they want to just binge your content and just really soak this all up, well, where would you like us to point them? And we'll include it below. We have so many places, but I know you, you do. <laughs> and so many brands. But look, probably the best way is on Instagram uh, and Shah Moore with two underscores in the middle. Um, okay. That's, you know, because one wasn't enough. My surname is Moore for a reason. <laughs> so we need two underscores. <laughs> in the middle of Shah and more uh, and that's probably the best way from there they can find all our links uh, to that impact book uh, will have its own website launching in a few days in fact that impactbook.com people can order the book from there uh, and uh, and or get involved but yeah look there's so many ways that you can reach out but honestly I just hope that one of you messaged me to tell me that something we've talked about today has helped and that will make my world, that will make my day. Every day I get up and before my feet touch the ground, I say, universe, who am I meant to serve today? Please let it just be one. Oh, I love that. And that kind of goes with our theme of what we're talking about. So, and you can tell, you know, you embody what you're sharing with us and 
you're very driven to make a difference. And that's what I'm interested in, you know, and I know that my audiences too, they really, really big hearts and it's incredible women I've attracted. So I know they're going to just love all your stuff. So it's your homework, y'all. I want you guys to go find her on Instagram, um, take a screenshot, or if you're listening, because we'll have this everywhere, YouTube, business page, all the things. We'll also do the audio for the podcast. So if you're watching or listening, just take a screenshot of the interview, throw it in your stories and tag me at the Gold Digger Girl. You can tag Shar double underscore more. Um, and she, and just shoot her a DM, you guys say hello. Cause I think that would mean a lot to her. And Thank you for all that you're doing. Just thank you for being a leader and thank you for making a difference and paving the way. You know, you're just a pioneer and that's what we need. We need people to show us what's possible and you're truly doing that. So thank you for all the work that you're doing. It's 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 remarkable and inspiring. Oh, thank you. And I adore you. I'm fangirling you big time. I love what you do and the difference you're making in the world. And please, friends, don't let no be the thing that stops you. Be tenacious, be hungry. We get no's all the time for people uh, that, that, you know, we, we invite to our projects and we just go next because we know that it's not their time or they're not the right fit and just make that, make it more excited when you get that no, that the yes is just around the corner. Be tenacious, be hungry, make your why bigger than your fears and there's nothing you can't achieve and go big and create impact in this world. Thank you for having me on today. Incredible. Drop the mic. I love it. Thank you, Shar. <laughs> and you guys, thanks for hanging with us. Love it. Uh, and just, you know, subscribe, follow us, all the things. And until next time, don't forget, get lit in your business and set your soul on fire. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This episode was brought to you by Gold Digger Girl Co., one of the top coaching companies in the world, teaching female entrepreneurs simple systems and online strategies in sales and marketing. If you'd like to find out more about how you can be mentored by me and our coaching team, shoot us an email over at thegolddiggergirl at gmail.com or drop us a DM on Instagram. Whether you're monetizing your personal brand for the first time or scaling to seven figures like I did, we will find the right program for you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And until next time, get lit in your business and set your soul on fire.